That's right, everyone. You blinked and the summer is over. But when the calendar hits mid-September, we all know what that means. WNBA playoff time is here. It's time to get ready to see who wants that WNBA championship in 2023. We talk about it all today right here on Lockdown Women's Basketball. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are Locked On Women's Basketball, your daily podcast on women's basketball. Hello, friends. It is Monday, September 11th, 2023. So happy to be here today to talk women's basketball on a day that I hope each and every one of us have a moment to just take and reflect. We know our world changed on 9-11 and to remember all of those that were lost and the heroes that are amongst us. I am Missy Heydrich, National Women's Basketball Correspondent here at The Next. Thank you for making Lockdown Women's Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And you can follow me at Missy Heydrich and be sure to follow this podcast at Lockdown WBB. And then get yourself over to the next at www.thenexthoops.com as well. Well, it's crazy to think that just a day or two after the 2023 College National Championship game, there was the WNBA draft. And then the season was underway and it was off and running. Fast forward to today and we know exactly which eight teams are part of the 2023 WNBA playoff picture, which starts Wednesday, September 13th. Who's in? Who's peaking at the right time? Can anybody stop the top two teams in this league? And are we on a collision course for what everyone might be hoping for in a Las Vegas, New York final? Here to talk about it all and more with me today is Gigi Spear, who covers the the New York Liberty for the Strickland and has spent time on various NBA beats during her career. Gigi, welcome to Locked on Women's Basketball. So happy to have you here today. There's been a lot going on, a lot of movement, even in just the last couple days of the regular season. But we know which teams one through eight are going to uh, that are in the playoffs. As you look at this picture, let's not talk about the top. Maybe let's start at the bottom a little bit. What surprised you and who do you think is coming into this playoff picture right now, firing on all cylinders and thinking, hey, maybe upset is on their mind. I, first of all, I have to say, Missy, I am so happy to be here. I am such a fan of the show. I love what you guys put out and what you produce. And I think it's an awesome hub for women's basketball content. Anytime I need a recap or a refresher on anything, I'm tuning into you guys. So the fact that I'm here, dream come (laughs) true. And like you said, the season flew by so fast. And I feel like this season is a really historic one. A lot of teams were peaking. A lot of players were peaking. So we think, who knows what could happen next year, and people showing up and showing out. But I would say to start, we're not going to go to the top because there's just too much up in the air with the Liberty and the Aces right now. And really, it's just God's plan at that point. (laughs) I really, really like the look of the wings. I think that Their key players are people that I've followed for a couple seasons now. And 
they are people I can always expect to show up in game time in crunch time. And so the Dallas Wings, man, Natasha Howard, I think is a player that doesn't get enough credit. She can consistently put up double digit points, double digit rebounds as well. And I think that that could be super dangerous. So I would say to look out for the wings and there's just so many players on this team that I think make them better. And there's probably a lot of reasons why we're seeing the competition be at the level that we're seeing this year. Mm -hmm. And something that I would look into and see maybe a possible article could be there or something, but how athletes unlimited players might've impacted the season itself mm-hmm. because for the wings, Odyssey Sims, isn't really necessary playing that much, but right. she was someone in the AU season that we show we saw consistently be picked as captain because she was accumulating the most points and she really just has that dog in her. And I mm-hmm. think that I really like the look of Dallas and I wouldn't be surprised if they breeze through this first round as a sweep, which is really interesting because they've been in the playoffs now five of the last eight seasons in Dallas, but they haven't moved past that first round. So they've been there, but yet haven't had the winning formula, haven't been able to figure it out. The question is now when you come in as the four seed as the wings are, then you draw the five and that's the Atlanta dream who haven't necessarily blown anybody's socks off over the course of the season, but it's been consistent enough where they put themselves in the middle of the pack and they stay there. There's a lot of conversations. Everybody knows about Ryan Howard. They've really kind of rode that wave. But I think that 4-5 matchup, it really is a toss-up and one of the most intriguing ones in this first round of the playoffs. Yes, so intriguing. And I think a lot of people are writing off the dream. And I would definitely, and I don't think it just comes down to the last game that they played of their regular season where Dallas won 94-77. And it's interesting too, the way the W season was scheduled, how we're seeing a lot of the teams that are going to be playing each other are playing to finish out their season. again. (laughs) Again, and it's such an interesting And I think as a player, I would be like, oh, let's just get it going. Let's start tomorrow. Like, let's start right now. But yes, the dream, they have key power uh, players in Ryan Howard. Cheyenne Parker, I love what she does. And Alicia Gray is another player I think that doesn't get enough attention, but another one that you could expect to get a solid 15-point effort out of Mm -hmm. night in and night out. So I would say, yeah, that matchup is super intriguing to me. And I would say that the way that the wings look right now and the fact that they do have playoff experience, at least as a franchise, I would pick them in the first round. Yeah, I think you're right. And Atlanta back in the playoffs this year, the first time since 2018, a couple other teams that put themselves into the mix in at six, the Minnesota Lynx at seven, the Washington Mystics. Both teams that, uh, as anybody has, you ride the wave, you've got players in, you've got player out, they dealt with injury, but it was Minnesota. I mean, they started 0-6 to start the year, and you would have thought, I mean, the wheels felt like they had fallen off. They were able to put it back together. When you've seen this Minnesota team, whether it's in person, what have you, what do you think was the difference there for them to get over that hump and then put themselves into this playoff picture? I think it's such an interesting thing to study too, because when you start that poorly, 0-6, a lot of people are writing you off and it's really hard not to go with them as well. 
But man, Nafisa Collier, I love watching her style of play. And I think that that's something that you can see reflected in the stat sheet because of how much of an offensive presence she is. But at the games too, she seems to be firing up her team that's on the court and the team that's on the bench. And they're all really working together in sync. And I, I think that with her in particular, the way that she can come back on the defensive end too is super impressive. And for at a Liberty game, for example, she has to match up with the best of them all. She's going up there with John Quill Jones, with Brianna Stewart, with Benajah Laney, and none of those players are going to let them are, are going to give up an opportunity to drive right. to the hoop. So she right. has to do all this that she's doing as an offensive player and also show up on the defensive end. And I mean, I think that there's a possible coach of the year um, candidate in Cheryl mm -hmm. Reeve. I think a yeah. lot of people are seeing that as um, a future, but they, they did just lose um, you know, to the fever. And mm -hmm. I think that that's something that with Brianna Stewart as an MVP candidate too, that kind of takes away from her is the fact that they lost to end the regular season. Right. And I think for Cheryl Reeve, it's a little bit different though, because she got them out of that hump using her players, knowing what plays to call late in the game and how to end up winning close up matches. No, I think that's incredibly important. We'll talk about the Mystic in just a couple minutes when we break down the Liberty and where they're headed in this playoffs. But the Lynx will match up with the Connecticut Sun. The Sun finished third overall in this playoff picture. They're at that three seed. They hold this regular season advantage. They were three and one when these teams matched up over the course of the summertime. Um, I think probably two teams, a lot of people say maybe did exceed expectations. Connecticut dealt with their own host of issues, departures to start the year, injuries along the way. Um, but Dubuana Bonner has had a stellar season for this Connecticut team. When you look at that matchup, maybe what intrigues you the most? I know it's hard to predict, but this could be a more even, just as even of a matchup as maybe the Dallas and Atlanta one. Yes, I would say so. But then the Sun have Alyssa Thomas. And I think yes. for me, I am also a Connecticut girl. So the success that the Sun have had in the past couple of years, the fact that they made it to the finals and put up a great effort against the Aces, mm -hmm. I, I can't help but support this team. And the adversity that they go through, I think that at the end of every season when players are looking back and reflecting, same thing as coaches, it's adversity that sets them apart and makes teams championship contenders rather than just people who can win a whole bunch of games. Cause you could win and you could get hot and you could get hot at the right time. But in order to win very serious matchups, you have to be put through the ringer and the sun were put through the ringer. They're losing their coach. They're losing their best player in John Quell Jones. And then they're losing players to injuries left and right. But I think I knew early on that the sun were going to, continue to be great and be a franchise mm -hmm. when they got a one specific player. And this is like, I think another player that doesn't get a lot of attention and is kind of streaky in that, but Rebecca Allen, I just think that she is so exciting to watch and there's just a certain energy she could bring to the game. 
and she can be there with Dewana Bonner, who will put up the points, Natasha Hedeman, and so many other players. Alyssa Thomas, mm -hmm. another person who slept on for MVP candidate. But Rebecca Allen, to me, I think it's because I had a little tie to her as a Liberty beat reporter for a couple of years now. Okay. I saw her sink so many clutch shots. So she's a little bit of a difference maker to me. And that's why I would go sun over links round one. Well, I think it, and I, if you have to look at both, both of those teams figured out a way to find, to win games down the stretch when they needed to, but maybe that kind of added tip of the cap goes to Connecticut. They might be just a little bit more, better put together top to bottom with their roster of what you need in a playoff situation. All right. Yes. And you have double, sorry to interrupt you. No. Yeah. I can't say enough to about AT Alyssa Thomas, who's, mm -hmm. you know, setting records. We're seeing so many records be broken this season and she's just a stat machine too. And I think that the way she plays is like she's out there on a playground. And I think that's could be like one of the most dangerous players is she's just really going for it every game. Yeah, relaxed players who know how to win and they're going to get the job done. That's what you need to have when it comes playoff time. Okay, but now when we come back here with Gigi, we are going to break down the Liberty in depth. What's been the secret to the success that they've had in this 32-8 and eight year so far in 2023? First, a message from our friends at Ibotta. Well, finally taking a trip this fall that you have been planning on doing, but you're dreading buying all those necessities before you take off. It's time to stop spending your hard-earned money without getting anything in return. Enter Ibotta. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It's that easy. The average Ibotta user earns $120 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. Or you can use that cash back to buy that flight you've been eyeing or the game that you are dying to go to. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much, but with Ibotta, you get real cash back that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. You can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers too when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, when you register, go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use the code LOCKED. That's Ibotta in the Google Play or App Store and use the code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D. Hi, everybody. I am Missy Heydrich, and thank you for making Locked on Women's Basketball your first listening every day. For our everydayers tomorrow on the show, I will be back with Mississippi State head coach Sam Purcell to talk all things Bulldog women's basketball. I cannot wait. It's going to be a blast. Today, here with Gigi Spears, she covers the New York Liberty for the Strickland out in New York City. Gigi, let's talk about this Liberty team, the season that they have had. Everybody deals with it. We've seen it top to bottom, one through every team in the WNBA. You manage um, a little bit of injury issue, a couple games where they don't play as well. But this team went 32-8 and eight in the regular season, and they were pretty darn good. 
when you think about it from start to finish, what has been some of the X factors? Not necessarily keeping people healthy, but other things that has been the secret to what the success has been. Okay. I am definitely, I'm going to tune into Purcell tomorrow. Let me say that. (laughs) (laughs) I am excited for that. I am too. It's so fun. And as for the professional and one of the best super teams that we could see um, on a roster sheet, I think that the X factor is a real commitment. And I, you know, you've, you're working in sports, you've done this, you know how it is. If teams aren't buying in to every aspect of the program and they're not trusting each other, it's never going to work. And I think that the quick and early labeling as a super team, which I did because you can't help but do, right? it is only justified if there's clear direction and clear focus. And I think that what really stood out to me early on was Sandy Brondello's commitment to building up. And she didn't expect wins right off the bat. As a coach, you, you want that. You want a great record. They're under 10 losses. I think that's says a lot about coaching, Mm -hmm. but in one of the first press conferences of the season, she's talking, she's like, listen, it's April. We're not talking about championships right now. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about building up team culture and we're going to talk about how to get players to buy in. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is a huge X factor. And it's something that's only been exponentially growing throughout the season. The super team concept, I think you're absolutely right, because you look at this roster and it's just big names from top to bottom. And so when you have that, sometimes, it, and I, I see it all the time, even in the college game, it happens in both men's and women's basketball. There's not enough basketball sometimes to go around for everybody, right? We're talking minutes. We're talking touches. I want points. I want this. I want my name. I want to be on Sports Center. But it, as you said, if they buy in, that's a different story. Brianna Stewart, to me, is one of those sort of maybe unsung, quiet leaders. It's not all flash. It's not all, it's just, it's workmanlike. You get the job done. Seems to me people have collaced around that and understood that if we embrace this attitude and we work together, much better things will happen for this team. You have a buzzer beater loss to the Mystics on Sunday. They're going to turn around and they're going to play them again in the first round of the playoffs. Maybe a little bit of revenge factor when they start. But it is not hard for me to see Brianna Stewart being the MVP of the WNBA this year. She's going to get a lot of votes. And as you've seen all season long, what has it been like to watch her in action? She's played in all 40 games this year for this team. I think that it's honestly been a pleasure. I think even the way she carries herself, exactly what you're saying, it's workmanlike, it's nose to the grind, and it's also that quiet confidence that is the most intimidating to someone like me. And I think that if I was on the team with her, I would be so nervous to be a second late to practice to not give an effort in every sprint, to not really be putting the work in and Mm -hmm. doing the things that you can always control. You can't control when it's going in the hoop, but you can control your attitude. You can control how you're preparing and you can control whatever effort you're bringing to every practice and game. Mm -hmm. And I think that one of my highlights this year was actually 
randomly talking to a Liberty practice player. So it's a man who plays on the, the scout squad. Right. And he was saying that the way she carries herself in particular, Stewie, you are so intimidated, but it's one of those players where you're going to up your game when you're around her. And I mean, it's a practice squad player that says nothing about the other players on the roster, but the fact that she's doing that in practice, I think it shows in every game because it doesn't lapse. And in every press conference, she is so committed to supporting her teammates and she always shows up and is so calm. And I think that that's something that helps this Liberty team in a way that we haven't even seen yet. Like we haven't seen Stewie on the Liberty come playoffs, but everybody has seen Stewie on a playoff caliber team. Yes. And we just haven't seen her in Seafoam yet in that way. And I think that we are going to see her elevate her game. And you mentioned a buzzer beater shot by Brittany Sykes over Brianna Stewart with her monster wingspan. I don't think she forgets that. And I think come Friday, she's going to make sure everybody in the W and everybody following the W knows that she didn't forget that, but by no means does that define her and define the season. Oh, absolutely. I look at this roster and, you know, there's, we've got, you've got Stewart's 40 games and Nescu 36. She had a, a couple games where she was out because of injury. Um, Jonquil Jones has played 40. You've got Courtney Vandersuit 39. Um, there's just the numbers continue to look at, at the players that have logged a lot of time and have been in the games for this squad. But when you think about the bench and in playoff time, you're going to need help because you know, it could be a foul trouble. It could be a sickness injury. Someone's going to have to step up. So when you look at maybe sort of that unsung hero, someone that can be a real impact player for the Liberty in this playoff stretch, who comes to mind for you? The Liberty have the luxury of having three players, I think, that come off the bench. Number one is Kayla Thornton, I think, and in no particular order, just kind of listing. She'll always sub into the game and it's like she was on the bike the whole time while she was on the bench like she catches up and she just comes right into every game ready to go mm -hmm. so that's one player I think that that's just a luxury to have because you got fresh legs and you also have someone who could compete and can limit their turnovers which is huge and then we got to talk about Stephanie Dolson I mean she played 13 minutes in the other game and she put up 17 points in those 13 minutes and it's a freak. I know she's yeah. a big and she's going five for five from three. She was hot. The hoop was big, right. whatever. But still, I think that when she could come in for Jones, I think that that's super important because you're going to need as many points out of Jones in the paint as possible in order for Sab and for Sluti and even for Stewie to shoot for three um, and bet Nigel Laney to come in and shoot for three as well. So she opens up the floor in that way, even if she's not the one shooting threes, but she's a player that we know sneakily, she can always be ready to shoot from behind the arc. And then I'm going to talk about a showy player, Marie Johannes. Yeah. I think that she is so exciting and she's one of those other players. It seems like she's just playing pickup. Like she mm -hmm. is truly coming and, playing like she's on a playground and she's having fun. And I think that when her shot is falling, it's super dangerous because you never know where she's going to pull up from. So they have a very lucky stance in the way that they have three players that could come off the bench and sub in some quality minutes. All right. Well, when we come back, if we are to stare down a New York 
Las Vegas WNBA final series. What has to happen and what are the X factors to get us there? Gigi helps me break it all down in just a moment. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Lockdown Women's Basketball. I am Missy Heidrich. So happy that you are here. Joined by Gigi Spears. She is with the Strickland and covers the New York Liberty out in the Big Apple. We are in playoff time. One through eight has been set. If you're looking at your calendar, it all starts September 13th with the WNBA playoff picture. The Las Vegas Aces at 34 and six. They are the number one seed. New York at 32 and eight. They are the two. And Connecticut snags that three at 27 and 13. Vegas is going to match up with the AC, the Chicago Sky. They kind of skated their way in and got themselves there. Fifth consecutive year in the playoffs. They had a midseason coaching change, a lot going on in Chicago, but they get themselves back to the playoffs. All right. We know these are best of three series to start, GG, and then we get into semis and finals, and they are best of five. The question to you is this. Will we get a Vegas-New York championship series? And if we do, please tell me it'll go to five. And what does that really look like on the scale of putting this season in perspective? Okay. I, it's a question of the hour. It's a question of the next couple of weeks. I so wish for a Liberty Vegas final. It will keep me in work, but also I just think it would be a great thing to watch. And it's, it's a real toss up at this point. You had the Liberty winning the Commissioner's Cup. I think that's huge. It's great momentum. And we saw the Liberty really capitalize on that momentum throughout August. And you had players like John Quill Jones and Ben Nigel Laney really getting hot and finding their roles amongst consistent scorers and Sabrina Ionescu and Brianna Stewart. And I, I think I would have to give it to the Aces. They're going to win against whoever they're playing. To be honest, mm-hmm. it's really... I love the sky and I love who can show up every night. Like I, I think that Courtney Williams is one player that is really exciting to me. And they're also a very hungry team and they know who they're playing. They've probably known it for a couple days now, even before everything was finalized, but the Liberty lost, they lost the number one seed with the loss on Sunday. So Mm -hmm. game five is not going to be home. It's not going to be a Barclays if they do play the aces in the final round. So I think if it was at Barclays, I would be a little bit more optimistic, but I just think, like I said earlier in the show, this one's God's plan. It's a toss up. The Liberty beat the aces in their last regular season matchup at home. And I think a lot of that was due to tired legs from traveling by the aces and Mm -hmm. also a really hot shooting night from the Liberty. So I wish I could give you an answer, but I do say that they, I do say that they meet later on. I think the Mystics are going to put up a challenge for the Liberty, but like I said, we haven't seen them in playoff mode yet as the team that they are. But I, I would see it. Well, the Aces are the defending WNBA champions. Their defense even better than it was a year ago. They still, Candace Parker is still a question mark, but they have been able to weather not having her in that lineup. I think Chicago brings a couple things to the floor for them. Some different looks. They've got a great guard trio, kind of the three-headed monster that Becky Hammond is calling them. But if you're 
if you're Las Vegas, I feel like they just have to take care of their own business, that that's ultimately what they have to do. And I think New York, probably the Liberty, a bit of the same, especially in this first series. After that, then you got to dig in because it can go to five. Um, but as you look at this New York team and you think, how important is that home court advantage for them? We know it's big for anybody, but if I'm New York right out of the get go here and as they move on, being able to play at home has to be a big, big advantage for them. Absolutely. I think that they are going to beat teams in close matchups because of the home crowd. And mm -hmm. even in the loss yesterday to the Mystics, John Quill Jones said afterwards that that crowd was the reason that they were able to make it close because at half the Mystics were up. With four minutes to go, the Mystics were up and they were yeah. able to close in on them. And although they eventually lost it, she credits that to the crowd. So I think when you're seeing people dressed up as the Statue of Liberty out in the stands, you're gonna be excited to play and you're gonna play at your best. And the first home game of the season, Brianna Stewart dropped a ridiculous amount of points and she's a hometown hero being mm -hmm. from New York. So I think... Even for her, too, there's definitely an edge playing at home. Well, and it's it's a big factor, I think, for anyone. And this Aces team knows it. They're going to be able to play at home in Vegas as they start. As we said, these are best of three series in the first round. Then the semifinals and the finals go to best of five. What are you looking forward to the most as we get going in this playoff picture now? We've kind of seen all the dust is settled. Everybody's got their spot. They know what number they are. People were eliminated early. But as you look at this overall picture, what excites you the most about the next couple weeks of this WNBA season? I think we're going to see basketball like we've never seen before. And I think that's something that's happened this entire season. We're playing 40 games now. There's so many records being set. Every time you open up the WNBA app, there's a new storyline about what record was broken. So I think that this playoff run is really just going to be so exciting to watch all around. And I think that there's going to be some surprises too. I don't think that we're going to see that many sweeps and we're going to see a lot of basketball because teams are going to stretch it to three games, at least in the first round. No, I think you're right. And I think you're going to see some close games. I think you're going to see people have to really earn it and you're going to have to figure out a way to close it. Might be on the road. It might be at home. But those that could go on the road and steal a game, I think that's when you put yourself into the picture. You got to give yourself a chance. Otherwise, you know, you don't really have anything to stand on. You mentioned records. I want to mention Jewel Lloyd, former teammate of Brianna Stewart. She sets the season scoring record. The Storm are not in the playoffs, but... Maybe a residual effect of somebody who spent quite a few years playing with Brianna Stewart, seeing what that's about at that level, but yet then she has this just phenomenal season, even though they aren't in the playoffs. You, I'm sure, had a chance to see her in person. What about Jewel Lloyd and her game made her so good this year? She is so confident. She is one of the most confident players I think that I've watched. And she's on a team now. Of course, they didn't make the playoffs. But that doesn't take away from her success as an individual this year and the mm -hmm. Storm's success in the way that they can figure out life after Brianna Stewart. Her leaving and her decision to go to New York marked a cataclysmic, I don't know the last time I used that <laughs> word, change out in Seattle. And uh -huh. Jewel Lloyd carries herself, although she's losing a great teammate, 
as the champion and carrying herself as now WNBA season scoring record champion. And I'm not surprised that she kind of closed it out at the end. And she's just one of those players where she walks on the court and she's like, nobody will forget me after this game. And that's kind of how she ended the season too. Nobody will forget her now. She made history with that. And I think that a lot of people could learn from her and the way that she carries herself. And it doesn't seem like she ever doubts herself. All right. We, before I let you go and we continue all of our coverage over the course of the next week. And as the playoffs continue here on lockdown women's basketball, I want to get some predictions from you at least through this first round. So we've got four matchups. So I've got one versus eight, which is the Las Vegas Aces, and they take on Chicago. Who's your pick there? Uh, I wish I could throw a wrench in the mix, but absolutely (laughs) the Aces, no matter who they were playing in the bottom half of the rankings, Aces, they've got it. All right, then it's the Liberty in at the two seed. They get the seven seed, which is the Mystics. As we said, just beat them on a buzzer beater yesterday on Sunday. Will this be a revenge factor? Do the Liberty come out of this first round unscathed? Absolutely. It's going to be rough, though, and it's going to be a very, very hard-fought win. All right, and then three versus six. That is Connecticut against the Lynx. Again, two teams. They have had their ups and downs all season. I think this one could go to three. If it does, who do you give the nod to? Sorry, Minnesota. I'm going Connecticut. I just think that all of the players on Connecticut that are so active have enough experience to edge it out, even if it goes to three. All right, and then the last one is that four or five. It is Dallas and Atlanta. Two teams happy to be in the playoffs. Atlanta back for the first time since 2018. Who do you give the nod to there in that 4-5 matchup? Nod and hat off to Dallas. I I think that this is going to be an awesome series, and we might get surprised by whoever comes out of it in the second round. Mm-hmm. But like I said, the Wings just have so many key pieces, and they have the ability to put up some real scoring numbers. And Atlanta defense, not that strong. So I'll go. Well, and we said it earlier, this wing squad, this franchise, they have been in the playoffs five of eight seasons that they have been in Dallas, but they have not moved past the first round. 2023 just might be the magical year for that. Gigi Spear, where does everyone find you? It has been such a pleasure to have you here on Lockdown Women's Basketball with us. Missy, it's been amazing. I am so excited and I am such a fan too. So I might not listen to this episode, but you could definitely, (laughs) you definitely could guarantee I'm listening to every single other one at Twitter at Gigi underscore Spear, G-I-G-I underscore S-P-E-E-R. That's where I'll be posting. And I write articles for the Strickland, which is a New York Knicks publication celebrating the first ever season. They're covering the WNBA and I'm honored to be their first ever WNBA beat reporter. So you can find my articles there and you could stay tuned in for some great coverage, hopefully for three rounds of basketball for the Liberty. Absolutely. Everyone get to the Strickland and get over to visit all of my amazing colleagues at the next hoops as well. Gigi Spear, thank you so much for being here today. I am Missy Heydrich. You can follow me at Missy Heydrich. Um, Also be sure to find all of my amazing colleagues at the next hoops and follow this podcast at Lockdown WBB. Thank you for making Lockdown Women's Basketball your first listen every day for everydayers. Tomorrow on the show, I said it earlier, I will be back 
tomorrow with Mississippi State head coach Sam Purcell. Couldn't be more excited to talk about all things Bulldog women's basketball with him. On a day of, re of remembrance, everyone, please do me a favor. Call and text your friends, your families, your colleagues, and just tell them how much they mean to you. And let us all never forget that's what 9-11 does for us. We've got to rally around those that we love. Thank you for joining us here today. We'll see you next time on Locked On Women's Basketball.